Who doesn't love a good prediction? In this video, I'm actually gonna to talk to you about what my predictions are for the Australian property market. I'll cover things like the economy itself, which areas are gonna outperform other areas, as well as interest rate talks and what I think is gonna happen this year. If you are interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now the thing is, when you get to the start of the year, everyone starts coming out of the holiday period and thinking, hey, you know what? I wanna make things happen this year. I wanna start investing. I wanna start doing things that I didn't do all of last year. I'm not sure why you'd wait for the new year, but that's a different argument. So just like last year, I actually made some predictions that were fairly accurate. I wanna do the same thing here for 2022, a year of uncertainty. So, you know, I'm totally expecting that half of these, if not all of them, will be wrong. Now, of course, I can't give you financial advice. Do what you want with this information, but this is based on my gut feel, research, and actively being involved in the markets. So what am I thinking right now? Let's jump in. First prediction is population growth will continue to decline in capital cities and move towards regional and overseas. We've already started seeing this and I've got numerous videos, I'll link one up here right now, where we've seen net migration out from your Sydney and your Melbourne into areas that are in the regionals. But now that borders have opened, people had put on the hold for actually moving overseas. I think we're gonna see that continued move out from the capital cities, more so because there's an affordability issue. It's very difficult to go and buy your own place in Sydney and Melbourne, especially if you're looking for a house. And if you wanna go and rent a house, there's such a lack of listings, they can really name their own price. So when you're looking for a house and you're looking for a bit of land, I think the move's gonna to continue towards the regionals. And I do think we're gonna see a few people move overseas. Number two, no cash rate increase until Q4 of 2022 at the earliest. Now, there is a lot of talk around the RBA actually having to increase rates earlier because you know inflation's coming in and we should really pay attention to this. We don't want it to get out of hand and I agree, right? However, banks are continuing to do their own thing. They're already increasing their own interest rates and the fact is that this is concerning a lot of people. This is why we see a bit of a slowdown around auctions, around prices, and we've seen listings sort of stay on there for a little bit longer than what they were say three or four months ago. So am I concerned? Well, not really. I think the cash rate will go up, but it can't go up until at least Q4 of 2022 this year. That's my personal prediction. Now, what the banks decide to do with that information is completely up to them. I know that later on in this year, I will probably aim to start fixing some of my rates at interest only for a few years. But again, it depends on your strategy and what your risk appetite is. Number three is rental demand will break records. What do I mean by this? Well, what I'm saying is that as long as we have greater demand, and there's a lack of supply. You know what that means, prices go up. I've said it in like every single video, so you, you know, you didn't have to guess that one. But what I think is happening is that as people get priced out of their homes in these specific areas, they're gonna move to the next best thing, which is rental. And we're already seeing that listings in these areas for both rental and purchasing is actually quite low. So when we see these markets, especially the ones that we've been buying in for clients, when we look at these regional areas, they have a lack of supply, but not only that, when people are trying to buy, they can't afford. So now they have to go and rent. So the demand is now pushed over across into the rental market. And we've already seen 
prices for some of these properties go through the roof, but a lot of our clients coming back three or six months later and saying, Ravi, that was a great buy. Uh, you know, our rentals have actually gone up by 20 or $30 every single week. So that's actually a huge amount when you look at that annualized and what that could mean for you potentially borrowing more, because we already know that if there's cash flow, the banks are ready to work with you and allow your borrowing capacity to continue increasing. Number four, no lockdowns, but continued disruption. I don't think we're gonna go into a full-blown lockdown like we've seen previously, especially in Melbourne and Sydney. The reason I say that is because we are seeing that the new variant of the virus is not as deadly. And when you're recording 20, 30 or 40,000 cases a day in especially New South Wales, if you haven't locked down yet, you're probably not gonna lock down in the next couple of months. So this does provide a little bit of certainty, you know, for people that are operating cafes and in hospitality, but the fact is, that you still have issues with the virus being around. You will have disruptions because you have close contacts, people having the virus, and it's still spreading around. I think the first half of this year, we are going to continue to see this disruption, and that's gonna convert into people being uncertain. You know, when you don't have enough hours at work, you don't know if your cafe is gonna be open or not, this is gonna cause a lot of uncertainty, and that means that people aren't willing to go in, you know, give out their money, especially taking on debt to go and buy real estate. So that could mean that the first quarter or second quarter of this year could be quite slow as we ladder in to the next half of this year. Number five, huge supply of apartments will lead to declines in some markets. This will continue to occur in throughout 2022 and 23, based on what I'm seeing, is that there are large amounts of developments and apartments that are coming up, especially in your Sydney and Melbourne. Now, when I talk about Sydney and Melbourne, I'm not talking about all of Sydney and all of Melbourne. I'm talking about areas that are quite close to the CBD. Now, in addition to that, just like places like Brisbane and Adelaide, near the CBD, you've got an oversupply of apartments. And when you're looking at grants and the first home buyer grants, you already know how I feel about this. The reason I feel like that towards apartments especially is because I don't think it's a good investment. It just doesn't make sense for me to go and buy an apartment in a block that's got another 500 with them, then for only more supply to come across the street with another 500 to come up. And this is where that supply and demand ratio just doesn't work out. So if I was looking at investing, I'm probably gonna go into a boutique investment if it is an apartment, where there's a maximum of say six or seven floors and there has to be something unique about the apartment itself. I've got a video here dedicated about apartments versus houses as an investment, so you should definitely check it out. I'll leave a link up here uh, that pops up as well. But this huge supply of apartments will mean that a lot of these first home buyers that are coming in for grants are gonna get caught out. They're gonna get caught out again. I've seen this year after year. It's just so tragic to hear stories that come out and they say, well, I bought a property, I bought an apartment because someone told me it was a good idea and then I'm stuck with this apartment that hasn't really grown for a couple of years, I'm struggling to find a tenant and I'm having to drop my rents. They are definitely not good ingredients for a good investment. Number six, commercial properties will decline in prices in line with reduced rents and cash flow. In line with disruptions, people have been realizing that we may not need to go back into the office. And equally, if you don't have people going back into the office, you may not have the foot traffic for your cafes and for your shop fronts. So I think people are gonna start adjusting, not all, but some people are gonna start adjusting how they run a business moving forward. It is no secret that when you're operating on the internet, you can then have the freedom of choice of when you wanna open, how you open and conduct business. We are moving completely to that world. And I think we're gonna have on the back of that, some of these commercial properties just sitting there vacant and wanting tenancy. Now what happens with commercial property relative to say residential property is that commercial properties are not needed, right? You don't need to live in a commercial property. You need residential property, especially in an area that there's low supply and high demand. So with the commercial stuff, you could have some of these properties sort of sit on the market vacant with no tenants for six, 
12, 18 months. It's very difficult to get a tenant. Now everyone talks about how you get good cash flow and it's great because you have a long-term tenant. The problem is that in between tenants, you could definitely be waiting 6, 12, 18 months before you get one. Now, if you're in an area that has a lot of supply and not so much demand, you're then gonna have to force down your price, whether that's from a rental perspective or from a selling perspective. Now, both are very correlated, especially when it comes to commercial property. So something to definitely keep in mind and not enough is spoken about it, but I don't think commercial properties are gonna be a great investment this year. Number seven, rental and listing supply will hit new lows, which will equal price growth. I firmly believe that the amount of supply is the problem, not so much the demand. The demand is there and it's gonna increase, especially when we get migration coming through, but we've got more people cashed up, but we don't have enough supply available for those people. So whether you're buying your first home or whether you're buying as an investor or whether you're trying to rent a property, I think the amount of listings that are available is going to continue to decline after we have some uncertainty and that's gonna to lead to huge price appreciation for both properties you wanna buy, but also properties you wanna rent. Number eight, migration will cause more upward pressure on demand. As I've just said, demand is increasing. Now, yes, we're seeing some of that plateau at the moment, but I think that demand's gonna push through, especially when we have some certainty around what the virus is doing, how businesses can operate, and especially because the election is this year, you still have uncertainty around that. Post-election, I think we're gonna start taking off for the next leg of this run. Now, before I continue onto my last two predictions, if you have enjoyed the video so far, drop me a like, and if you are interested in learning about Australian property, the economy, and have just daily conversations about NFTs, crypto, and Whatnot, there's a link in the description below to my Patreon community. That is where I'm going and providing alpha every single day. I'm physically posting in there a couple of times a day. So if you are wanting to hear from me a lot more and want to stay educated and ahead of the game, then definitely join the Patreon community. Now, number nine, I believe the annual growth for Australian property will be nine to 12% across Australia. Now, that's an average. So that could mean that Perth absolutely takes off while Sydney doesn't. It could mean that New South Wales regionally is gonna be outperforming Brisbane. This will be the average. I think nine to 12% is what I expect at the end of the year for us to be sitting here and having that conversation saying, wow, we actually grew by nine to 12% because Ravi said so. Now, although most people at this point are gonna come into the comment section and say, well, that's stupid because prices have already gone up by 25 to 30%, interest rates are going up. I don't know what you're talking about, Ravi. You're a buyer's agent. That's probably why you're pushing this agenda. But the truth is, it actually is more beneficial for me to actually come out and say property prices are going down. Why? Because it causes you uncertainty so you don't buy. And that allows me to have access to more markets, more property for my clients and for myself, because we all know that I'm coming back in to buy more property this year. So the fact is, ethically, it would be wrong to actually share with you guys something I don't believe in. I truly believe that the market is very strong and small increases in interest rates isn't going to be the problem. This year, the problem is around certainty and the problem is around supply. When you have the supply that we have at the moment available for good quality products, this is where we're gonna see huge price appreciation. I think nine to 12% as an average is what I'm going with. Number 10, real FOMO will kick in in 2023 to 2025. I've spoken about land cycles before and how they work in the longer time frame. I believe that 2022 still has areas of uncertainty, disruptions, the virus, interest rates, and things like that. But on the back of that, 
once we have certainty, and I believe we're gonna start getting that towards later half of say 2022 and early into 23, that is when I believe the mass majority of people that missed out on buying over the last couple of years will come into the market. That means the existing supply is gonna be met with increased amounts of demand and people that are sitting on quite a bit of cash. I've had conversations via strategy sessions over the last few months where some people are sitting on two, three, four hundred thousand dollars yet to pull the trigger over the last 12 to 18 months. Why? Because they would rather go into a market that's a little bit more certain than to be a bit more speculative, especially in line with their risk appetite. So I wouldn't say that 2022 is your last opportunity, but what you're really doing is you're buying before the mass majority of retail investors are coming in. I totally believe that APRA will get involved. I do believe interest rates will go up. However, I don't think that's gonna stop the massive run on prices that we see continue from what we've seen in 2020, 2021, throughout to 2025, 2026, which is when I've said all along on this channel, since I actually started, that that is when I think we will see a proper correction, when the market will actually realize that this is fake money being manipulated into asset prices. Now, as always, I don't give you financial advice. These could all be completely wrong, but if you are interested in checking out what I you know, had as my predictions last year, I'll leave a link in the description below so you can check out that video. But if you are interested in watching more content like this, definitely subscribe and hit the like and definitely share this video so that we can get these videos out to more people that actually need it. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.